Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download today using code PHNX and place a $1 football bet and get $150 in free bets. It's just that easy. It's episode 16. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters. We will be joined by Craig Morgan in a little bit, but for now, it's just the two of us. And uh, Petey, the the Coyotes are 2-0 in the preseason to in the preseason being the asterisk but will there ever be a time we will say the coyotes you know are 2-0 at any other point this it's season. funny because said that you know we, we talk about the tank season and, and where they're looking at to in the stand is going to be a tough year they're starting the preseason off 2-0 and then i you look at the the, the real regular season they start off on the road in columbus and buffalo Honestly, those are two winnable games. This team could start off two and zero. Then what? We'll talk about that as it goes. But but you're right. Last night was a, their second preseason game and came they're, away with the big they're uh, they're undefeated so far. We have to take exactly. the small the small victories. Um, well, we're gonna dive into some roster battles in a little bit when Craig joins us. But um, we wanted to start off by recapping uh, last night's victory against Anaheim. Uh, the Coyotes won four to one. And I know it's just the preseason, but um, we have some takeaways for sure. Um, and one of those is that we have not really spoken a lot about Lawson Krause. You know, I feel like in the last three weeks, we've talked about every other player on this roster. And I feel like Lawson Krause is one of those names that hasn't come up a ton. But last night he had two goals. You know, Lawson Krause is a first-round draft pick from 2015 as 11th overall pick by Florida. So the, the expectations coming into his NHL career have always been high, and he has shown glimpses. I mean, he's a big-body guy that can skate, and he shoot the puck, and he can find the net. It just hasn't all come together at once for him. You see it developing and growing. I, I don't think we've seen the ceiling on him. And last night, he put the A on his chest. He was an alternate captain. And he, and he played really well, played with uh, Clayton Keller. And I, I tell you what, he he was one of the best forwards on the ice last night. He got two goals, both you know, hard wrist shots from, from inside the top of the circle, beats the goalie clean. Um, unfortunately, on his first goal, which which was created by you know the forecheck of Keller and Hayton, Hayton falls down and slides kind of awkwardly, and he came out of the game and did not return in the second. So that was that was unfortunate. But but Kraus did look great last night. 
I feel like we jinxed this because after game one, we said, wow, like a preseason game against L.A. with no injuries. And then game two, Hayton left the game early. So hopefully it's nothing too serious for him. We'll keep tabs on that. Yeah, it didn't look too bad. And, and how do, I'm not a doctor and don't play one on TV, <laughs> but it didn't. You know, he, he skated away under his own power. He didn't lay on the ice. So hopefully they're just keeping him out precautionary. We'll know more today or tomorrow. And we also, the reason we are recapping this and providing our insights is because if you were to watch the game last night on the, the Anaheim stream, from what I've heard, it was not wow the, the clearest of qualities. It was to- not only the quality, Leah, the audio was 30 seconds behind. So he, the radio announcer was calling plays that happened 30 seconds ago. It was really difficult and confusing, but at least we did, we did get a chance to see a little bit of the action. So we're happy that they put it up. I just wish it could yes. have been a little cleaner, but that's okay. That's why we're here to, to break it down. Another uh, player who was a standout and someone you've talked about a lot, Ben McCartney, uh, two assists, two points, but you also mentioned that he was penalized quite a bit. You know, we talked about Ben McCartney and the style he's going to have to play. He plays hard. He plays rough. And, you know, you take the good with the bad. He's a guy that's a seventh-round draft pick. Um, And we keep saying you just have to get noticed. You noticed Ben McCartney again last night. I think the coaches are incredibly impressed with what he's done. Um, Made two great plays to to, to set up goals by um, Deneen and on on the power play. Uh, Was it the Carl's goal? The other Carl school. So he, he had a good game. He just has to stay out of the box, but it's hard when you play on that edge, all four stick fouls, you know, slashing and high sticking. And it's hard when you got to kill off all those penalties. So a bright spot, but, but he's going to have to stay out of the box and keep a stick on the ice. And speaking of penalties, uh, there was also an ejection last night as well. Right, Petey? Yeah. You know, we talked, they, they, they had to kill off eight penalties last night spent a lot of time in the box and we talked about Boko Mama a lot he's a tough player he's another guy that plays on the edge unfortunately he got involved in a little skirmish while he was on the players bench for the Coyotes and that's a no-no reaching over and getting involved physically with players on the ice while you're on the bench so he was ejected from the game I'm curious to see if there's any further discipline on Boko Mama um you know you, you want that type of physical aggressive play but you just have to have it on the ice yeah, on the bright side, the PK, I guess, saw a lot of action, got some reps. <laughs> yeah, you know, that is good. You want to work in game time situations for the PK, so that's good. Hopefully they can start to limit some of those penalties. But, yeah, I always expect that early in the camp. Exactly. Well, and well and- but the last thing I want to – and I know we've got a lot of things to talk about today, but but I want to talk about the goaltending. Yeah, we've spent time – and we're going to talk about that later in the show too. But, but uh, you know, Prozvatov stopped, stops – 15 out of 16 and looked really good. And Vamelka stops all 14 shots he faced. So goaltending right now, it doesn't appear to be an issue for the Coyotes, at least in preseason. So, you know, it was, it was a good outing in Anaheim. You start off 2-0. and It's a lot easier when you're feeling good about yourselves. Uh, still got a long way to go. And, you know, they've got two games this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. They're going to make some cuts today or tomorrow. Um, so it should be a, a little tighter group by Saturday or Sunday, and we'll be able to recap those games on Monday, Leah. Yep, for sure. We'll follow along with that. And um, I mentioned the other day that you could actually bet on 
NHL preseason on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Last night, uh, the line was, or the Coyotes were plus 105 underdogs. So, well, there you, you would, go. If you would put money on them, you, you, you would have you would have come away with some winnings. Um, and you could have done that by signing up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app using the promo code PHNX. Um, and if you do that and bet what just one dollar on any football game, college or NFL, you would receive $150 in free bets instantly. So you could have put one of those free bets on that game last night and come away with it. I mean, look at they're they're on a quote unquote win streak in the preseason, you know, take that for what it is. Um, but if you use your free bets, there's no risk to you. Um, and you can get those free bets when you use the promo code PHNX when you sign up. So you know. Maybe that'll be the bet of the week on Friday. Maybe we'll talk about the weekend spread on the Yeah, the we could, yeah that, that would be a good one for our DraftKings pick of the week tomorrow. Um, so be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app using that promo code PHNX. 21 and over, Arizona only, gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And while you're, you know, signing up for things, don't forget to check out gophnx.com and um, become a member because that's where you get all the good access to all the stories, not just from Craig, but all the beats as well. We had uh, Coach Powers on our show yesterday. If you want more coverage of ASU in general, there's an entire ASU beat that does shows five days a week as well and has written content on the website as well so you don't want to miss any of that members get access to the members only discord members deals of the week on shirts every week um and it's just a great a great thing to be a part of so check that out and uh what do you think should we should we see if craig is ready to join us let's bring in craig all right let's bring in craig all right and now we welcome in craig morgan craig welcome in Thanks for joining us. I know. Work, work, I don't work. Care you too. I know. <laughs> I know, Craig. Well, Craig, now we've we've talked a little bit about last night. Let's get into what what's ahead for the Coyotes and really what's out there for roster spots and what's available and what battles by position are here for this hockey team over the next you know ten days before they have to name their roster. Yeah, I mean, it's it's no secret that training camp cuts are coming. It's just a reality of the calendar at this point. Um, the Roadrunners open their training camp on Friday, and they're going to need enough bodies to do that effectively. Uh, the Coyotes have four more preseason games, and I think the last two will likely bear a strong resemblance to the team that takes the ice for the season opener October 14th in the Columbus. And then when you look at the camp schedule, when you go from Thursday to Friday, it goes from two groups to one group. So it's no secret that cuts are coming. Um, it's time to talk about some of those battles for the last spots. I, I guess we can start at the center position. I, I you know, after uh, after Andre Turin, you said that Jay Beagle was definitely going to play center. That sort of cleared up part of the picture. We have Nick Schmaltz, Jay Beagle, and Johan Larson all penciled in for three of the four center spots. Uh, Bill Armstrong cleared things up a little more for me today by saying that Ryan Dezingle, or excuse me, yesterday, by saying that Ryan Dezingle will play the wing. He's not in the mix at center. So when I look at the the one remaining roster spot at center, to me it comes down to Travis Boyd, Barrett Hayton, who I just wrote about, and, and maybe Yan Yan Yik. Um, your thoughts on these guys? You know, it's funny. We've been saying it show after show about Barrett Hayton. is, is probably going to start off in Tucson, and, and the longer this camp goes – 
the more likely I see that, geez, Baird Hayton might make this hockey club. You know, I, I don't know if we've got a big enough sample set of what travel Travis Boyd really is yet. Um, he's played 124 games uh, in the league. His top scoring season he had five goals with the Caps um, in 18-19. It's not a big offensive output. I, I mean, he's a two-way centerman. Can he fill fill the hole in the three or the four hole? Maybe. Um, but I think I, I've got to get another look at him before I really have an opinion on on what Travis Boyd's going to be. Um, Jan Yannick, just from the brief bit we've seen him in this camp, I, I just don't see him being quite ready to play. I don't think the NHL is where he's going to end up to start this season, and especially the style he plays where he's a little bit grittier and I don't want to call it chippy, but but you've got to be able to back up that statement when you play like Jan Yannick. Um, I just think he needs to season down down in Tucson another year. So for me, it's down to, to Boyd and Hayton for that last center spot. I would agree with that. Um, when I look at Travis Boyd, you know, he's 28 years old, PD. He's probably maxed out on his potential in the NHL, and he has been at best a depth forward, generally an extra forward. So I guess it's just a matter of, you know, how first of all, how much Hayton shines in, in this camp, but where you're, where you're slotting him in. Travis Boyd, to me, is he's a number four center. That's, that's where he has to be. He's not going to play ahead of those other three guys. But Barrett Hayton could slot higher in the lineup. You can move Johan Larson down if you wanted, maybe even Jay Beagle if, if Hayton really uh, impresses you. He probably has the highest skill set of these guys. He certainly has the highest expectations since he was taken fifth overall in 2018. So, yeah, I agree. It's it's down to those two guys, and, and it, it's there for Barrett to seize at this point. And, Craig, you got a ton of responses when you posted your article on Hayton on where people thought he should be. And I thought just reading the replies, it seemed like quite a 50, 50 split in opinions, um, whether people thought he should be in the AHL one more year or be ready to make the club. So, I mean, we've talked about this almost every episode, but it is just interesting to see that it is a split opinion among the fans. So I'll just be curious how this one plays out. Yeah. And it, 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 I mean, I think there's arguments for both sides. I look, as we've talked about, if, if he grabs the spot and shows he belongs here, so be it. But you know, with what he's faced the last two seasons between the injury COVID limited games, bouncing all over the globe, literally to play games and still not have a full season under his belt. You have to wonder too, is it, is it best for him in his development to just say, okay, we are going to overbake you. You may be ready right now, but we need to we need to get you to the next level so that when you step in, you're not just ready to play in the NHL. You're ready to have success at the NHL level. There's there's arguments on both sides of this. This is this is a tough decision. Yeah, and this is why you bring in veteran leadership like Larry Plo and John Ferguson Jr. to to help Bill Armstrong make these decisions. And I'm sure this is something you're really going to have to. Is it for now? Or is it for later? Um, real, realistically, they're all going to get games this year. Jan Unique's going to play games. People are going to get injured. Um, you're going to back-to-backs. These guys are all going to get games. But who, who's here opening night? Gosh, I, I've got it, Boyd and Hayton. And right now i got the, the arrow leaning a little bit towards Barrett Hayton. Mm-hmm. Well, should we move on to the wing position? Sure. Oh, I'll break God. it down for us, Craig. You- well, I mean, you guys can disagree with me on this one, but I have I have eight guys kind of locked. Obviously, Phil Kessel is hurt right now. He's got the, the foot injury. Uh, Bill Armstrong thought it was a two- to three-week timeline, which could put him back in time for the start of the season, but he may not be in shape, so you may have to keep 
another guy up here for a little while, but here are the eight guys that I have locked in right now. Clayton Keller, Phil Kessel, Lawson Kraus, Christian Fisher, Dimitri Yashkin, Louis Erickson, who played really well in game one, Antoine Roussel, and Ryan Dezingle, who, as I just mentioned, is going to be on the wing, not at center. So that's, I mean, that's that's your top top four lines, Petey. So we're really, we're talking about extra forwards at this point. And, and to me, the guys that are in a battle for two spots or maybe only one if they decide to, you know, save a little money and, and not run with three extra uh, players, the guys are in the mix. Alex Galchenyuk's here on a PTO. Um, Andrew Ladd obviously is trying to revive his NHL career a little bit. And then a guy that impressed us both, I think, in game one, Liam O'Brien. Uh, just curious to hear what you guys think. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you on your locks right now. The, the thing interesting about Kessel, and I know we're going to talk about it prior to opening night, is, and it, this is not the time or place, but his consecutive game streak and how that's going to play into this injury and is he in shape or do we just throw him in the lineup regardless because he's here and he can get his foot into a skate. But having said that, I think you're right on the eight and those are contracts. Those are, those are guys that you anticipate are going to be your top eight. So is it nine? I, it probably will start off as 10 wingers to start just because of the Kessel injury and the unsuredness of, of where his foot is. I, boy, you know, I really liked Liam O'Brien in, in, in the opening night scrimmage. I, his energy is great, but can you keep him as your 13th forward? Or do you want him to go down Tucson and play and, and maybe bring some some physicality to some of the younger players that you have there that you meet? Not really necessarily protect, but somebody that can be physical down there um, that keep some players honest. So I, I give the nod right now to Alex Galchenyuk. I mean, Andrew Ladd is still going to have to to get back into game shape and get his feet moving a little bit better. And not saying that can't come. We still have got a week to 10 days before they make this decision. But right now, Galchenyuk offers more on the offensive side of the puck. He's going to be quicker on the puck, give you a little bit more offense. Um, he gets the nod for me for that last winger spot. Yeah. yeah. And one, oh, sorry, Craig. I was go just going to say one thing that I keep reminding myself to, you know, we've talked a lot about should they go to Tucson, should they not? you know, undoubtedly there's going to be injuries this season. So a lot of the guys who might not make this opening night roster, I have a feeling we'll see at some point. And maybe, you know, someone will have a moment like Connor Garland or Michael Bunting did where they came up on a call up and, you know, blew people away. So I, you know, as much as we talk about, yes, this is the opening night roster, but it doesn't mean that we won't see some of these people in a Coyotes uniform at some point this season, maybe for an extended period of time. Yeah, it's an important point because the best laid plans never remain in place for the entirety of an ADHL season. There will be injuries. There will be guys that slump and may maybe not, you know, maybe have to come out of the lineup. So you're right. Some of these other people will factor in without a doubt. Petey, going back to your point on Liam O'Brien, it, it's interesting. We talked about John Ferguson Jr. has talked about creating a winning environment in Tucson. And when you look at some of the prospects, they have a lot of good prospects that are going down there, but that may be the element that they need down there to, you know, sort of cement that winning environment to have those, you know, veterans, guys who've been around that can bring that edge, that can bring toughness. It's an interesting thought. Maybe Leo O'Brien is a really good fit down there. And at age 27, I mean, it, it's not like they need to see him, 
develop more in Tucson. They, they probably already know what they have in him. He's probably already established what he is as a professional player. So maybe is he is best served being in Tucson and, and helping create that culture you talked about. Yeah, and if you look at his stat lines, I mean, clearly he has more penalty minutes than games and points. I mean, that's kind of indicative of the kind of player he is. I, yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Craig. I think for the start of the season, my guess is you'll see Liam O'Brien down in Tucson. And, and he's another player that I expect to get games throughout the year. And, and to Leah's point, he's a guy that, that maybe is has that spark or that lightning in a bottle that he comes up and you get him here for two or three games and he fights his way in and says, you know what, make it hard for, make it hard for management to send me down. And and that might be the case. He's an exciting player. Um, most of his pro hockey career has been in the American league. I anticipate he's going to start there and I give the nod to Galchenyuk over lad. All right. Yeah. Where do you want to go next? Leah? Oh, I was going to say, should we move on to defense? Sure. All right, who do you got, Craig? Here's my locks right now, and and, and I think they're going to keep seven defensemen. That's generally what happens. Uh, I only have five locks right now. I have Jacob Chikrin, Anton Strahlman, Shane Gostisbehere, Connor Timmins, and Ilya Labushkin. So I have uh, five guys in a battle for two spots. I have Vladislav Provolnev, Kyle Kapabianko, Victor Soderstrom, Giannis Mosier, and Vladislav Kolyachinuk. Um I, I don't know how to read this one, to be honest. I, I, I suspect that Provolnev coming over to bring a physical presence at his age, 26, is is probably going to be in this lineup. But to me, this one feels this feels as wide open, uh, probably the most wide open position for those bottom two spots. Agreed. The only one on that list that I think, and we've talked about the Barrett Hayton baking a little bit, this would be the Victor Soderstrom path. And I think mm-hmm. he needs a chance at the pace of the American League to get his feet underneath him and really succeed offensively. Not saying he won't play some games here. He, he got a few games at the end of the year last year, so you, you expect him to get some NHL time. But I see him of that list. I see him the most likely to start there. Same with Giannis Moser. Um, yeah. he, he's shown some good things. I still think he's going to start off in the American League. And then it, it comes down to what do you want out of Kyle Capabianco? Like where, where is he fit in the future of this organization? Um, he's, he's had plenty of time to develop down in the American league. And I tell you, to be honest, when he plays in the American league, yeah. he plays at an elite level. Like you watch him in Tucson, you notice him. He's fantastic with the puck offensively. He can go end to end and he comes up to, to the big club and it just hasn't translated for him. And I don't know if it's if it's timing, if it's confidence, if it's speed. And if he can put it all together, he, he's got the toolkit. So he's got a lot of skill. So he's a guy that if he has a great camp, he could grab that sixth or seventh spot. But again, do you want Kyle Capabianco as your seventh D sitting, not playing? Um, Kolechonik, uh, you, you have to pronounce that, Craig. We need you all <laughs> Russian. Kolechonik. Kolechonik. I've really liked him in camp. Um I think he brings a little bit of of risk reward to his game. I don't know exactly what he is yet, but he's got that little offensive flair that you like to watch play. Um, you know, I, I'm with you. I think Provolnev right now leads that whole group as the most likely to fill in that sixth or seven hole. And then, honestly, I'm going to say it's up to Capabianco and, and Kolyachinik. I, I I think one of those two will start here. 
And I should add, um, Craig, you reported yesterday or the team did that Capo Bianco is out day to day with a knee injury. So not sure how that will affect his chances going forward, but it certainly doesn't help him if he's not participating in practice or games. Yeah, absolutely. Something to keep an eye on. I don't know if it's the same knee uh, that had the ACL surgery on. Uh, That would be something to watch as well. But PD, I wanted to ask you more on him. You know, when when you watched him come up, did he look tentative when he got to the NHL? Because I remember the Capo Bianco that came up before the injury, and they were really excited about him. They, they saw this young, promising, puck-moving defenseman, and it seemed like after the ACL injury, he, he just was tentative whenever he got called up. Yeah, I, I, I think that you could see it really on his early call-ups. I mean, he, his first call-up was 17-18, only played one game. But you go into 18-19 – where he played a couple in 1920, where he played quite a few more. It's just kind of been his 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 tag, his modus operandi. He's just tentative with the puck, and he just – I'm not quite sure why. I mean, injuries definitely play a part of it. I mean, you saw with Oliver when he went back to retrieve that puck, and he, he, he got hurt in a lower body injury, and he struggled to come back the entire season from that. Um, you get your knee blown up, you're tentative. You don't want to get hit from behind – when you can't see the opponent coming at you. And that's what defensemen have to face every night when they're going back to retrieve pucks that have been dumped in. You're going in with your back to the the opponent and it's, it's a scary situation. And sometimes it slows you down and, and it, you, that tentativeness is just enough. So you lose that puck race and, and, and Kyle Capriacuan doesn't have that tentativeness down in Tucson. He commands the puck. He's in charge. He's a leader down there. And it's, it's, it's such a different player there. If, if you could just put it together here, I, I think there's enough there to he could be an everyday NHL player. And I hope that happens for him. He's, he's a good, hardworking kid. Um, he's done things the right way for the organization. I hope he gets a chance. So let's hope this isn't a, a deep, serious injury for him and he does get a chance to, to make the opening night roster. But if he does, he's looking at a six or seven hole. Yeah. I think he's day to day, so I don't think it's serious. And I, I'm sorry, Lee. I just no, want to no, make you're a totally fine. Point of off of what uh, you said about Soderstrom. He's only played 36 games on North American ice. 32 in the AHL, four up here. That to me, uh, that's just not enough, especially for an NHL defenseman. You need a lot more time to bake. So if if I had to guess who the six and seven are, I think it's Capo Bianco and Provolnev. I could even see Capo Bianco being on the third pair with Ilya Labushkin, and then. Let Provolnev get his feet wet in the North American game by being the seventh guy who moves in and out of the lineup. Yeah, and, and that's an opportunity with a bigger body like Provolnev, too, that you can get in the lineup when you need him. When you're playing a bigger, heavier, if you're going into St. Louis or Vegas and you need a little bit more weight, or or now it's all out in the East, I guess, the Rangers and, and Washington. But when you need a different element, he could bring that in. You know, at 27, 28, if, if you're not looking at him for future development, if he sits one and plays one or sits two, plays one, sits three, plays one. I think manager can look at that and say, that's okay. If Capibianco is going to be here, he's got to play. If you're not going to play, I think, wouldn't you rather have Kyle Capibianco down in the American League playing? I mean, he's 24 years old. He's still a young guy at defense. I'd rather have him playing than sitting at, at seven. So if, if he's filling the seven hole, I'd send him down. But it, but if he's going to play, you know, at least two out of four or three out of four, then then I I think he has a, you know, a good chance of being in that top six. Great. All right. Everyone good on defense? I think that's it, Leah. <laughs> well, I feel like we talk about the goalies like every other day. So, <laughs> so right now, Craig, you just have Carter Hutton 
pencils yeah. in and then every other spot or not every other spot. Yeah, There's only I, one other spot, but every other person is fighting for that last spot. Yeah. And I, I, I don't really think that Ivan Prozvatov is in this mix. I really think they want him to play in Tucson. Um, so I, I think this comes down to Yosef Kojin, uh, Kojinash and uh, boy, these are, these names are the worst. <laughs> right? I know. Where's Billy Smith? I keep saying that. Vemelka. As, as I think I got that. I think I nailed that one actually. <laughs> So one of those two guys, I would guess the interesting thing here and PD, you and I have talked about this off the air is I don't know where David Tendek is in this whole mix. I don't think he's going to get a chance to play in the preseason. They wanted to take a look at the junior kid. So he got some time and, and now you're, you're getting to the point where you're getting later in the preseason where you need to look at, you know, the guys that are going to be your one twos now. So David Tendek is kind of squeezed out of the situation here. It, it, it's it's a tough situation for him. I but I you know I don't I don't think he's in the mix to be on the NHL roster. Yeah, I agree. And it's it's again I haven't seen him play for. I didn't see him play at all last season, so it's been a couple of years. And I, I thought he was a quick quick goaltender that uh, played square to the puck. I liked him. I just don't know how that developed. And over the last two seasons, a lot can happen with a goalie, but I agree, Craig. I don't think he's in the mix for that, that backup spot right now. Carter Hutton's number one. I think we all agree with that. Um, I don't know where you go. I mean, is it uh, there? They really like Fomelka. I think he's, he's had a good camp. Um, Kojanash, I thought was the guy coming in as the backup from the time they signed him. But but maybe not. I mean, I, I I think most importantly out of all of these goaltender decisions and what we want to leave people with today is that Ivan Prozvatov plays in Tucson and he plays a lot and he gets a lot of shots and he plays a lot of games. He's 22 years old, incredibly athletic, very quick. They love his competitive attitude. They like the way he plays. He's the guy that they need down the road. This is the most important player in the goaltending position in an organization right now. Um, and I think he needs to go to Tucson. I mean, Carter Hutton and Kojanesh are, are stop gaps right now just to get the team through to the next spot. And Vimalka was was a late signing that I just haven't seen enough sample set to know really what he is. He's played well in what we've seen. Um, but I still think it's Kojanesh and Hutton to start up here at the big club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just one caveat to all this before we wrap up. There's a bunch of players that are going to go on waivers soon, and the Coyotes will be watching waivers, and it could it, it could impact them at any position. They could they could pick up a center, they could pick up a wing, they could pick up a defenseman, they could pick up a goaltender, and Bill Armstrong confirmed that they're going to be watching, and they are in a position to add if they feel the situation is right. So that's something to watch that could throw all of this that we've just discussed into uh, – you know, disarray because there could be new guys in the mix. Agreed. And and the last thing I want to mention about it is, is the names we were talking about last week, you know, Gunther, McCartney, Amberson, Crotty. Notice how all of those names are now gone. I mean, it's just, it's the, we talked about the rookies we were excited about a week ago. We said, wait till they start playing against men. And, and it's how quickly you go. Okay. Liam Kirk and, and all the guys we were, we were high on last week, just, they're just not ready and they can't compete at this level quite yet. So I think that's good for Tucson because I think all these players are going to go down there and they're going to you know, get a chance to play and, and develop. But it's just amazing how quickly we get excited for rookie camp. We talk about the names for a week and then a couple of days later, they're gone. Yeah. 
And of course, people look at Dylan Gunther's production and think, oh, he's, he, he could be ready now. No, there's there's a lot of areas of his game that still need work. He's going to head back to the WHL and play for the Edmonton Oil Kings. And as you mentioned, a ton of these guys are going to be in Tucson in a couple of days. Yeah, and we got back-to-back games coming up Saturday and Sunday, so we'll get another look at everybody over the weekend. And hopefully by Monday or Tuesday, we got a little bit of clarity to this, and we'll give everybody some updates then. For sure. And, you know, someone we've talked about um, as a goalie who still hasn't signed and maybe a possibility for the Coyotes is um, Devin Dubnik. And obviously, you know, I don't know where that would fit in. But I was just while we were talking, I pulled up the Vesna Trophy odds on DraftKings just to see um, just to see even if Carter Hutton was on there. I was really, really <laughs> curious. Um, but they only have select names. But Devin Dubnik is on there. Um, plus 10,000 odds. Wow. Um, to win the Vesna, um, let's get him signed. <laughs> even on there? Yeah. Who? Carter Hutton is he? No, on there? he's not on there. Not on there. Devin Duda who does not have a team. Yes, is, wow. yes. So I don't know what that tells you. Um, right now, the goalie with the best odds is Andre Vasilevsky with uh, plus three eighty. So Kemper's got to be close. Any of those? Uh, Kemper's plus one thousand. Wow. But what does you he know, sit number? How, how many down? He's the fourth. That surprises me. I thought he'd yeah. be top two, to be Well, honest. not fourth. Technically tied for second with Marc-Andre Fleury and Connor Hellybuck. For, okay. They're all, all three are plus 1,000. There you uh, go. But so definitely um, some – like I think player futures is a really interesting bet. And since we're at the beginning of the season, you know, these odds are probably going to change as the season goes on. So be sure to lock in those odds now um, with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And if you don't – if you're – don't want to use your own money. You can use money DraftKings gives you when you sign up using the promo code PHNX. You'll receive $150 in free bets if you bet just $1 on any or not just NFL, but any football game. So you can take those free bets and, you know, throw it on Darcy Kemper or throw it on Devin Dubnik if you're feeling spicy. Um, but at least it's not your money because you get it from DraftKings using the promo code PHNX. So you know, just some interesting things we'll, we're looking at as we go forward into the season that we'll keep tabs on, stuff like that. Because that's all very interesting. Hey, what are you doing there? Yeah. <laughs> trying to get a little more comfortable. Also, we're almost had done. A, had a plug in my laptop. Oh Battery my is running God. low. Oh, my goodness. Well, if you're listening to us, um, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you hit that subscribe, follow button. Um, follow us on Twitter. at Oh, there goes the dog. <laughs> Just like last time. Hit the mute button. Way oh, to go, Wiley. No. <laughs> um, he's just super yeah. stoked about GoPHNX and what we have going on here, you know? Um, and right now, our members deal of the week, if you buy... Um, we just dropped yesterday an ASU shirt and a U of A shirt on the PHNX locker. They're, and I'm saying this as someone who went to U of A, the ASU shirt is really awesome. And so is the U of A one, obviously. But if you buy one of those shirts, you get the second shirt, uh, any other shirt, any other shirt in the locker, half off. So great deal for members. Um, make sure you sign up to become a member at gophnx.com. Um and you can access all the great stories on the website, get access to the member discord, get member deals that change weekly. So all good stuff. And be sure to follow the three of us as well on Twitter at Liam Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan and at S. Peters Hockey. Any, any other plugs? 
No, I think you could hit them all. That's outstanding. I'm just trying to get PD to a thousand followers by. <laughs> well, easy turbo. Let's maybe, clear your jets. Maybe, hey, maybe, maybe six hundred. Well, I don't know if you maybe saw, steps. I don't know if you saw yesterday, but Cheerston said that she would um, shotgun a beer live on their show if if <laughs> the Cardinals, the PHNX underscore Cardinals account hit fifteen hundred. So maybe that's okay, something we'll have to come up with. A, we have to, we something. Can come up with something for you specifically um, as a little motivation, and we'll we'll, right. we'll brainstorm that one. Maybe we'll bring that to Friday's show. I have some thoughts. Okay, great. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. And back live tomorrow. Yes, we will be yep. back live tomorrow uh, for a morning edition. Oh, that's right. Morning yeah. edition on Friday. Yeah. 9 a.m. 9 a.m. start, but we're going to have a <laughs> Don't forget the coffee. Leah. I will not forget the coffee. But um we're going to have a, a we're going to have some fun this Friday, so be sure to tune in. It should be to be a blast. All righty, and that's all from us. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>